Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So here we are. Cheers, Amy. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to drinking coffee and no alcohol. Oh, that's really nice, that coffee. Isn't it? Mm. Do you know why it's nice? Hot milk. Yeah, but do you know what milk? <laughs> it's not, it's not booby milk. Milk. milk, don't worry. It's because they didn't have, um, I couldn't get to get oat milk, so that's full fat milk. Oh yeah, full fat milk, yeah. And it is very nice when you have a coffee in it. Since I've started having oat milk though, in my tea I don't like normal milk anymore. I only like oat milk with coffee. I can still have cow's milk in coffee. Yeah. But what do you like in tea? Oat milk. Just, just oat milk. oat milk now. Yeah, I like oat milk I though. Think, I mean, I haven't noticed any difference with anything. Yet. But it might take a while. Well, yeah. Yeah. It might take a while. And I have it, like, if I go out and I haven't got oat milk, I'll have dairy. I don't have to no. not have it. Yeah, but I, I don't ever have, when I go out, I don't ever have a plain um, milk coffee. Ever. Ever. Really? Haven't done for a long, very long time. Nah. Well, no. Well, and well, I, well, and well. I wouldn't normally have, but just, I always run out of... Now and then. I always run out of oat milk. <laughs> So now you get full fat milk. Oh, oh you have I milk. Oh, I know. So it's a really, really, really important month because now everybody gets to feel like you feel every single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sober. Yeah, sober, sober October. Sober. Stop Tober. Stop Tober. Stop Tober. Definitely. Mm. I think it's a really. Um, it's a really good. I know. Well, I know. Like lots of people say, oh, so just a load of shit. But it's actually quite a good thing, because I think during, especially now, we've been in lockdown. Yes. Like I think even even I've had to measure myself a little bit, and I've had to say, right, if people invite me out, I'm now going to say no, because yeah. I want. I do want to have a break. Yeah. In alcohol. Yeah. I think it's a good. It's a good moment to give your body a break. Yeah, and especially build up pre-Christmas. I mean, but this is a funny year, isn't it? This is a funny year, yeah. anyway, because it's not like we're going to be going out on Christmas do's and... No. I thought the other day about a fireworks night. There's not going to be a fireworks night, is there? I love some fireworks. Virtual. Yeah. Virtual firework, which is going to be just like, well... Yeah. Just might as well not bother. Yeah. Shut me. But, um, but yeah, it's good. We've got... Um, we're, this podcast is with the lovely Mandy Manners, who is a sobriety and well-being coach, and set up the Love Sober community. Wow, you did you memorise that? I just, I just I have to think about what I'm saying because I get the words muddled. I love that. Yeah, you're very red as well at the moment. I'm very red, but we've just come back from the gym, haven't we? Yeah, we've just done a Metcon session. Oh, Fucking take to the end of uh, of your life and back <laughs> session. <laughs> um, but 
but yeah, so we thought it'd be a good time to talk to her because obviously it's it's a uh, current, isn't it? Yeah. The old October, and she's got a really interesting take on everything. I thought I found it very interesting. Yeah. And very supportive. And and there's lot, and she's got a whole community in, and it's um mm. it's not just her talking about you know um what they do on a one to one basis. It's about community, and they support lots yeah. of women um to kind of lead a more so I guess healthier lifestyle yes. a yeah. more med- um, a more you know just considering certain aspects of um, not drinking and how it affects yeah. people's lives and how they can move towards giving up alcohol yep. it's, yeah and she's got loads of information but we'll post all the links to her she's really funny as well I yeah, thought she's nice. when, when you said sobriety I thought oh fucking yeah. that's like oil and water with me but actually I, th- I found her really refreshing yeah. Well, she's an old raver. Yeah, isn't she, she is. She's an old raver that realised that she, it, yeah. she couldn't really do it anymore. Yeah. Pretty much. So, but yeah. have a listen. Have a listen. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Amy. Amy. Bye. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Work. So, welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank welcome. you. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> Mama Mama podcast. Um, and yes. we're, we're actually um, live in France today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. I mean, that's special. I don't know why. I just, yeah. I know. She thought, oh, you, were, she thought you were up the road, you know, in Stratford yeah. or something. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I've some some memories of being in Stratford, but slightly hazy to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. best. Yeah, and that, and um, you're in the wine country. I am, yeah. So I'm a, an hour south of La Rochelle, and then an hour and a half kind of west of Bordeaux, sort of on the coast. So I've been in wow. France fourteen years. So I lived for nine years right up in the north in Lille. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, we moved down here. Well, part that's part of my story, really, that I kind of had a bit of a, a breakdown and had a really stressful job and was like, right, I yeah. want my kids get to... Get out. Yeah, to get out of the city. So we moved, yeah. we, we moved um, 
I don't know, it's like 800 kilometres, like didn't know anyone. We just like literally oh, picked wow. somewhere on a map and we're like, right, seaside, that's where we're going to go. So that's where we... So luckily it paid off. Wow. <laughs> well, I think we'd better introduce you as well. Yeah. I think that would be a really good start. <laughs> We've got the lovely Mandy Manners on, who is a sobriety and wellness coach. Yes. And you're a co-founder of Love Yourself Sober. Love Sober, Love yeah. Sober. Love, yeah. oh, Love Sober. That's all right. Love Sober. Can't, I cannot <laughs> get the stuff these days, Mandy. <laughs> I am really sorry. And I'm the sober one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So The, the yeah, book so is called don't... Love Yourself Sober, so that's the confusion oh, there. There we so go. There go. But Love Sober is the, sober. Um, is the kind of brand name. Because I've been on yeah. your website, so it's a good it's a good little website that is. Thank you. <laughs> All the little tools you've got. Um, well, yeah. So Love Sober is a, a community. We have a podcast, the Love Sober Community uh, Podcast, which is for the sober and sober curious. So it's yeah. me and uh, my friend Kate, who's also a coach. We actually met online um, on Soberistas, which is a forum, which is an anonymous forum for kind of sober women. We met there. Okay. And then I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts in the States, you know, about sobriety and about kind of that. But there was just that I love the Americans and they've been really important to me, but there was just like, it, it missed that kind of just humility and silliness and humour and, yeah. and also the British experience of drinking, which is, you know, very much ours was, you know, binge drinking, ladettes kind of within the yeah. 90s, you know, very much yeah. into festivals and music and all that. And then kind of that mummy wine time and moving on to that. So we wanted to sort of talk about that. And so we have yeah. a community which is women only. It's a secret community on Facebook. So if people are interested and they want to meet yeah. other sober women, they can uh, join us there. Um, and then we wrote the book. I mean, Kate's uh, background, she's a journalist. Now she's a coach. And so she had a book idea. I had the podcast idea and we kind of yeah. shared them both and decided to collaborate. And um, yeah, and we work one-to-one with clients. Um, and then we have some courses that people can do. There's one kind of click and buy six-week sobriety course. Yeah. And then we've got a group coaching program, which starts in November, which we love. We did it over the summer and that's three months. And we work with a group of women. And it's really that kind of personal development. So it's not just stopping drinking, but it's like, what next? And like, I want to like yeah. my life and love my life and it to be a positive thing. Not like, oh, I have to give up the wine. It's like, okay, I got yeah. rid of that. And now like, what can I add in that's treats, that's joy, that's happiness and all the good stuff, you know? And um, it changed my life giving up drinking. And um, so I want people to know that and for them to feel like it's not like a, a rubbish thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. So are you like an ex-smoker? Like, so if somebody, um, if you go somewhere and somebody's like drunk, because I know like obviously drunk people like to talk in your face quite a lot. They like to talk at you. Um, do you sort of become a bit, you know, oh God, flipping drunk people again? Or are you quite just, that's my thing and I'm happy where I am and that's where you are and yeah I mean it's interesting because a lot of people seem to want to tell me a lot about their drinking like when I go out you know it's like oh I don't have a problem like I only drink on the week it's like that's fine like that's I'm not making any judgment on what you do like this has just been the the best thing for me 
I mean, to be honest, my friendships have probably changed quite a lot because I was very much a hedonist and would go yeah. out and go to, you know, all night parties. And I'm not really that fussed about doing that anymore. Like I kind of, yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, actually, I want something else from my life. And, you know, I've got kids and I, that was a real kind of value block for me it was like you know I remember going to sort of festivals and parties and there'd be people in their kind of 30s 40s and I'd be like wow I'm like never going to be them yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was I was like oh okay yeah, this shit. is not yeah this Get is not what I wanted here. yeah and it was it was a real kind of like I was stuck um and I didn't know how to progress and just sort of I needed permission really just to go, you know what, it's fine. Like you've done that enough. You don't have to do that anymore. And I was just really tired. My mental health was in poor shape. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. um, But yeah, when I'm out, I mean, when I'm with really, really good mates, I don't care whether they're drunk or not because you have that connection. But there are a few people that were kind of on my periphery social situation that I probably don't see as much now, which is no bad thing because it just made them feel bad and like, and yeah. me not really enjoy it so it was just like yeah. okay let's just you know I don't have any judgment but you clearly feel judged so let's just yeah. sort of have coffee so what, <laughs> every yeah what while. made you give up what made you give up alcohol um well yeah as you I sort mad, of touched crazy woman crazy woman <laughs> Crazy Especially woman. as I have a wine cellar in my house full of red oh wine. Oh my god! My Is your husband, husband sober too? No, no, not at all. He's fr- oh, he's I French. Love him. He's 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 I was going to much... say he's French. My sister's got yeah. a French boyfriend, and honestly, the first time I met him, I was like, oh my gosh, he just like drinks alcohol for breakfast. They just <laughs> uh, they can, but they can drink um, the volume. Is what I find quite fascinating. The amount of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's very culture. It's very different, and that's kind of how I got stuck. I think, in a way, to be honest, because when we moved over here, you know, I'd grown up binge drinking and that kind of cultural thing. You know, in pubs, worked in pubs, worked in clubs throughout my kind of young years, and then when I moved to France, and it was like that daily drinking with dinner. But like, so everyone else would just be having one glass and then they'd move on and have a coffee. And I was like hugging the bottle, like, come on, (laughs) why have you stopped? And so, yeah, that was kind of where that disconnect happened, I think, where I was like, "Mm, I don't want to not have more. Like I could, I didn't want just one. I just, that just wasn't how I drank. That wasn't my way. And, and so you know, I was waking up at four in the morning and then, you know, that kind of like, right, I'm not going to drink sort of tomorrow. And then it would get to about five o'clock and I'd be like, oh, I've had a really stressful day. And it would just be my go-to kind of stress relief thing. And, you know, I had two young kids. I was living in another country. Um, I had gone back to work. I had a really good job. I was working as um, a professor in a university you know so on the outside everything was looking great but you know I was so tired and had no support and you know and so in the end I kind of burnt out and you know I had to sort of change and um and then when I started going to therapy and I was like dealing with kind of my depression went on antidepressants and stuff like that and then I realized at that point that even though I was like right I'm not going to drink I still was like uh, by like Thursday I was like ah you know it's not that bad kind of thing so it was I mean it's been a journey it's been like seven years now I've been sober for three years but um, I did I did a year and then 
my mental health got loads better and everything got better. I just quit my job. We moved to the seaside. I was like, you know, it's fine. I can yeah. have a glass yeah. of wine every now and again, you know. I'll moderate that old chestnut. Yeah. Yeah. And it was totally different. I wasn't relying on it in the same way as kind of stress. I wasn't drinking on my own. It was very much more social, but it just still made me feel like shit. And it just yeah. Yeah. always impacted on my sleep, always impacted on my mental health. And so I went back and forth for about two and a half years, sort of doing three months on, three months off. And, you know, we'd moved as well and we'd met like a group of really nice people, but they were really into kind of wine and stuff like that. So I was like, how can I be sober and make friends? Um, And then kind of, yeah, it was just that the summer drinking is always the worst for me, you know, where you just, there's no boundaries on it. So you're just like, oh, okay. It's summer. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was just so, so tired. And um, and I'd kind of, you know, I would black out sometimes. And so when you black out, you're like, oh, shit, like, thank God nothing bad happened, you know? Yeah. And um, so it would always be that kind of, am I taking chances with stuff, you know, especially as a mum. And, um, yeah. and then one day we were in Spain and we'd been on holiday for like three weeks um, and we'd been drinking every day, not loads, but just like, constant daily summer yeah. holiday drinking and um and we just sat down to have a glass of wine and my kids were playing in the pool and my son jumped in and hit his head on the cover of the the swimming pool and I mean yeah. he's fine but he cut his eye just like below his eyebrow and it gushed blood and it was all very dramatic and I literally yeah. had a glass of wine in my hand and I hadn't taken a sip and I put it down and my husband jumped in the pool picked him up you know, and then we had to go to hospital and he had stitches and it was that just that moment of like, do you know what? I'm done. Like, I don't care about yeah. the substance anymore. Like my life, mm. my kids, my health is more important. And and because of the kind of depression angle back and forth, back and forth, it was like, I actually just need to be well and this isn't helping. Yeah. So then I stopped yeah. and then yeah. I stopped forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's been the best, you know, it's not always easy, but it's been the absolute best thing I ever yeah, did. Do you, you ever know? fancy? Yeah. Do you ever fancy a drink now after so long? No. No. No, I mean, my husband drinks, you know, at home. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I went back so much, because it was such a big part of our relationship. Yeah. Because if yeah. he's French and it was like romantic and, you know, he drinks re- really good French red wine and he knows a lot about wine and stuff. Um, and so that was a real transition. But now I, I literally just don't see it. It's like he yeah. has he has it and I have something different. Yeah. And all the gifts and benefits that I've got from stopping, it's just like, why would I, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I haven't had a hangover in over three years. Do you know what I mean? Like that in <laughs> itself is yeah. like... It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. So. Did you suffer with hangovers? Yeah. Yeah, not all the time. But when I did, they were pretty... And, you know, if yeah. you're, like, being sick and you've got kids, it's just a bit... Yeah, it's, it's horrific. Just, it yeah. just doesn't make you so feel I good. I don't mm. have hangovers yeah. anymore. So I, I like I like drinking. I'm probably a bit like your husband. I quite, <clears throat> I quite like having dr- alcohol with food. Mm. Um, I like going out and I could drink. But usually, the next day, I'm fine. It's... It was when I was growing up when you used to sort of drink like copious amounts of different alcohol. Mm. It's like, you know, shots and this and that. But now I can only just, I can only drink one or two things, stick to that, 
don't go over my limit and I'm good to go. <laughs> and I get up the next day and I'm good. But I guess as you get older, like my mum, my mum, she's, uh, she's been a drinker all her life, likes red wine. She's a holistic therapist, so, you know, she doesn't take it too far. She likes to limit herself. But I've noticed she's like 70, what is she now, 72, 72, I think. And I've noticed she'll say, she'll say, I'll only have an egg cup full, which is about that, <laughs> it's about that bit. Yeah. Um, but that's all she'll have. Like, yeah. she, she used to drink, you know, a bottle of wine. Now it's like really very much reduced. And she says it just, she just can't, any more than that, she gets he- headaches, she can't, Yeah. She, she just gets very tired, it's just not, it doesn't, doesn't sit well with her. I think that's what happens when you get older, you just, either, either you stop, or you just moderate yourself, or you become a functioning alcoholic, which I do know people, <laughs> I do know people who function on a lot of alcohol, and I go, fucking hell, how do you survive? Yeah, I think it's 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 that thing that we really kind of encourage people is just to ask good questions for yourself, you know, because it's Mm. like, if it's not making, if there's no shame, no negative feelings, no, you know, it's like, well, that's, that's fine. That's your life. But it's like, if it's making you feel bad, and you're asking questions about it, that's kind of enough. That's enough permission to stop. And, you know, we live in this culture, which is very much like either you're an alcoholic, or you're a normal drinker. And that's just not the case. It's like, the World Health Organization sort of puts it into three categories. So it's a it's a gradual progressive thing. So it's like, you know, you're, you're, if you're drinking over recommended amounts on a regular basis but you're not really experiencing any harm then it's like you're a harmful drinker and then if you're doing that but you're experiencing harm then it's a hazardous drinker I think it might be the other way around but there's like three categories um and that might be you might be binge drinking or you might be you know having depression or you might be blacking out you know those things are going on and then you have dependence. And the line of dependence mm. isn't just like one day, like I'm drinking vodka on my breakfast, you know, it is, it's still a line and it's still a kind yeah. of very blurred line, which is why we talk about the gray area of drinking. And yeah. so many people sit in that gray area where, where it's like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not gonna go and sit in a room and call myself an alcoholic. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm struggling to keep it in the units and it's not making me feel good. Like, yeah. do I have permission to stop drinking? And that's where we come in. And it's like, yeah. yes, you mm. do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and you can have a really happy life without it. And yeah, um, but, you know, but I guess yeah. for, for women, I mean, cause obviously like this is, this podcast is really for Amy cause she's a, she's a, an addictive water drinker now um, <laughs> and a Coke Zero drinker. But, um, uh, well, I shall tell you about her story because it is quite interesting. And, and you know what? We do take the piss out of her. And she takes it on the chin, bless her. But um, the only thing that worries me more than becoming a functional alcoholic is the... Um, I had breast cancer at 39. And it's and there's no... There was no reason for me to get it. I don't have a gene. I don't... It's not, hor- not hormone-related. So there's there's... There's something that triggered cancer in me, and they have, um, and they did say, you know, it it could be, it could be alcohol when you were you were younger, mm. um, and that kind of, um, really? you know, when you yeah, ca- um, alcohol 
and female because it turns to sugar alcohol females cancer it's a massive link there is yeah. a massive link and there's there's Shit. there are studies but there's not loads of in-depth studies about it but breast cancer and excessive drinking is a massive risk yeah i'm not a doctor just like to say yeah and I think it is that thing it's like you know you do what you want if you know what you're doing and it's like we we live in a culture which is so sort of alcohol centric that it's like it's just the normalized thing to do that we just don't ask questions I mean I never ever met anyone that didn't drink until I was about 20 yeah 27 you know and Mm. it was just like why would you ever do that that's like the boringest thing and and I had no (laughs) idea like what alcohol does to the brain you know the neurotransmitters of like anxiety depression cancer links I had no idea about any of that um but even more than that like you can know all the facts but it's the emotional connection and so if you're only ever seeing messages that is like you can't have fun without me you know you can't bond with other women without me you know I'm important to your relationship like you're a mum you need to drink like all that messaging that we're sent all the time that emotional drive is even stronger than any facts you're going to get and that's why it's like come on let's just tell sort of honest stories about booze and it's like it's fine for some people but it's not for others so let's just be honest about what it is and let people know you know you have the tiny little thing about don't drink when you're pregnant on the bottle but there's nothing about mental health and it's hugely connected to mental health so it's like it should say do not drink if you are depressed anxious um you know or a mum who has postnatal depression or you know um have a cancer risk or you know and it's like then you make an honest choice about what you put in your body isn't it it's a drug like it's a drug like sugar it's a, yeah. it's a it's a legal drug and i think that um you know i think looking at it in another way you know you're told you can't smoke cannabis because it's illegal and yet we can get so blind drunk fall over yeah. knock ourselves drive a car knock somebody over and that's like seems like it's not acceptable yeah. but it's 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 on that path it's of taxable. well it's legal yeah you know? and that's I mean that's because that really it's helped bonkers. me that whole stuff because I'd been such a rebel growing up and I was like you know how am I going to connect myself to sobriety it was like, <laughs> like you know because sobriety yeah. needs a bit of a rebrand and and yeah, that kind of that that really Amy's not it <laughs> <laughs> that really helped me that really helped me because it was like you know what, actually, you know, governments have got massive kind of connections with alcohol brands, you know, yes, like, let's look at illegal drugs that we're not supposed to do, and and actually the harm ratios of what's going on, and also, you know, they changed the kind of rules of alcohol related, so now it just says alcohol specific deaths, so when you look at sort of statistics, they're really low in comparison to France, for example, and I was like, hang on, this doesn't make any sense, and actually what they've done is they've taken out it's only specific the, so it's it's only yeah. so so an, accidental death cancer all that they've taken it out because it used to be alcohol Seriously? yeah alcohol related deaths so if you look yeah. at in france it's alcohol related deaths so then you've got like yeah car accidents Loads people falling yeah. over yeah. you know a friend of falling a friend down of, the stairs yeah a friend of mine you know fell off a roof when he was 19 you know that stuff oh. happens you know and um, yeah and yeah so the 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 British government are quite sneaky about how they present yeah. alcohol. Well, they've, 
look at what's happened now. The, you know, we're in a pandemic. The first thing they do is open the pubs. Yeah. You know, know. It's, it's money. It's pure profit. Yeah, But is. just going back to what you were saying, but the, I've, I've always suffered terribly with hangovers, mm. and I'm a binge drinker. Alcohol affects me really quickly. As soon as I have a mouthful of wine, I'm... In it. <laughs> so and then I'll drink until I either start throwing up or I have to go to bed because I can't keep my eyes open anymore. But I always suffered awfully with hangovers. Like I'd be sick all day. Sunday I never saw a Sunday because my head would be down the toilet mm. all day. Really bad headaches. So in my twenties, there was a few times when I was like, Do you know what? I'm I'm going to give up drinking for a month. But I never got away with it because of the peer pressure from my friends. Yeah. It was like you can't. I'll just have one. You know, you can't, you can't, we, there, there was always an occasion. It was always a birthday or a something, you know. And I I could never get away with not drinking. And now, obviously, I'm a very fun person and I've stopped drinking for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's more acceptable now I'm older. People haven't she been... She goes home at nine o'clock anyway. So we're just, we're just, we're just, we're just prepared for it. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm... Even though I hated my hangovers, in a way, I'm thankful for them because I've always been aware of the damage that I've been doing to myself through drinking. Like, my ex-partner, he'd wake up in the morning, he'd be cooking a fry-up, you know, at nine o'clock. Mm. I'd be throwing up all day, he'd be doing whatever. It never affected him like that. But I don't want to say too much about <laughs> other stuff, but I was aware of the fact that I had to stop. Yeah. But he hasn't do you know what I mean and I think so in a way I'm grateful for the hangovers yeah and what's been really interesting kind of working with women and working with mums you know because the book is written for mums and it's very specifically for mums and and for any other carers you know whatever your family looks like whether it's a gay couple or well Mm. also I think those roles of you know if you're looking at after an elderly parent or if you work in a very stressful job so the people that give a lot of themselves away to other people yeah you know, some of the women, we were having a chat about it in the community the other day, and some of the women were saying, you know what, though, when I had a hangover, it was my excuse to stay in bed. It was, like, legitimate yeah. for me to yeah. rest. Yeah. And that's such an interesting thing, because it's like, what we need is rest. Like, what we need yeah. is downtime, but we don't give it yeah. to ourselves. And so there is this crazy sort of thing. It's like, well, it might be hell to be hungover, but at least I get to rest and people leave me alone. So then you're looking at boundaries, you're looking at like how we are in our, yeah. in our families and you're looking at like, you know, where's my role? You know, when do I get to say no? When do I get me time? You know, when can I do self-care? And those are really interesting questions because then you're getting to the heart of it. So it's yeah. like, you know, the drinking is just, you're just, and that's why there's no blame, no shame. You're just doing what you knew before you can find something better to look mm. after yourself. Yeah. You know? And that's was for me, it's like I was on my own. I didn't know any better. I didn't have any self-care support. I didn't know how to look after myself. You know, I had quite a lot of trauma when I was 18. So I've been holding a lot in me, a lot of shame, a lot of fear, um, a lot of worry about what other people thought. I was completely kind of obsessed with being this perfect mum, you know. Yeah, yeah. And all that was the perfect storm. And it's like, there's no shame in that, you know. And I, I own all that now. 
and I've had to learn other ways but when you start to learn and you know and that's what we try the book's supposed to be really practical so you can dip in and dip out it's like well what's going on I'm super angry it's like okay well how should we get that out so you're not holding yeah. it in you you know and how can we like make sure you've got rest in the day you know like take breaks yeah. I mean that was what was great about being a smoker I don't smoke anymore but that's probably my one thing that if it wasn't bad for you I'd go back to um <laughs> But it was like I'd rest, you know, you could be yeah. at work and it's like I'm just popping out for a cigarette and you take yeah. like five minutes yeah. to actually stop and you're breathe you're doing breathing, which is really good for yeah. your, you know, nervous system regulation yeah. and all that stuff. So it's kind of looking at the, those really practical things and going, right, what's going on is you're so overwhelmed by the end of the day and you've been like managing everyone else's needs and putting yourself last and we're told that narrative of mums it's like to be selfless and it's like that's a really fucked up concept you know it's like we need to look after ourselves and then we can be there for other people and you know and so that's I think that's what's happened with mums it's it's become that go-to thing of like right I've done the day and this is my tree yeah and this is my me time and it's like you can actually it used to get to like five o'clock and I'd be like Wine, it's wine, time for a glass of really? wine. That was my, yeah, 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 that was my, oh, I can relax now, I can breathe. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Wow. And it's geared, it's, marketing's geared towards that. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never, I mean, I think like during lockdown, it's probably a, a heightened people's sense of like urgency to have a glass of wine probably because, you know, they've got kids at home, they've got, partners at home they've got you know caring responsibilities so there's probably um a little bit more of that you know five o'clock and you get it but what do you um what do you think of stoptober um because now they've got a bit of a flexible offer haven't they yeah well they actually and a a friend of this talking about people's other people's opinion a friend of mine who's you know had a really really traumatic year and has stopped drinking and it's huge huge like big up to her you know uh, she used to work in a pub and the landlord sent her a thing about you know you shouldn't do stoptober because you know it's ruining the the pubs (laughs) you know so it's just like okay let's deconstruct yeah so it's like deconstruct here like a you know this is a really good thing for her b like are you that narrow-minded that a pub is only about selling booze because that's actually quite immoral (laughs) like you know like i happily go to pubs and i'll buy food and i'll buy whatever drinks you want so so yeah that's i think that's why they've changed the to stoptober ish because they got a load of backlash from pubs about like you're ruining our industry because people won't come and drink so they had to kind of change the marketing slightly um, ah. so what do I think of it like I think anything that can allow you some time to sort of evaluate your own relationship with alcohol mm. is good um, the, the kind of difficulty with it is what people tend to do is they just rely on willpower so they're like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this yeah. I'm gonna do this I'm yeah. gonna do this and then yeah. they get to the end of the month and they're like ah thank fuck for that and then they the drink- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they drink more and I've definitely did that in the past so like we always sort of suggest just keep sort of throwing it a bit further it's just like okay like a month's good goal and then like see what six weeks feels like see what two months feels like and just keep kind of exploring it and kind of investigating it but it's great because there is this stigma it's a really good way for people to sort of just closet it and just not have to ask any questions you know and just be like yeah I'm just doing this 
it's a challenge and a detox yeah. that's what I used to say to people I'm on a yeah, detox you have to have a good excuse yeah you can't like I used to lie and say I was on medication yeah because you have to you can't just be like <laughs> oh, I just I don't I don't want to drink today because you're not allowed to get away with that so I've got a few friends since I've stopped drinking a few people said to me I need to cut down on my drinking or I want to stop drinking but I, I don't know how mm. I don't know how I, I could get away with that so what advice would you offer to yeah I mean that? I think we we we, there's a couple of things um I think it's totally fine to white lie at the beginning because you're really yeah. vulnerable too and you're probably not yeah. quite sure about where you're going with it and so one of the things that's really hard is when you kind of declare to the world and then if you slip up then it's actually really hard to go back to it because you're like oh I can't tell people again um so yeah. it's there's something quite nice about keeping it quite precious to you and then just yeah you know just saying I'm not really up for it or I've got a really busy day or uh, yeah I'm doing this challenge or whatever and then you can kind I'm of just build... being honest but I just like I feel yeah, like it's like yeah, it's just, just, it, I think just, with honesty we have to make why yeah. do we have to make it like it's something like surely you do with me your... <laughs> Yeah, but surely. Still. Yeah, but I don't tell you to drink. I've not. Te- when you said you were not drinking, that was it. I was like, that's fine. You know, what do you want? Coke? Do you want lemonade? And I'm quite supportive. But I wish the people that do want to stop, yeah, like it's fine. Just stop and then don't kind of make excuses. It's yeah, fine but if I you, mean, if, in an ideal world, that would be it. But again. we're just we're just not there yet, you know. And I think what's going on in people's head, it's like for them, it's a problem. Like it's. It's, yeah. it's really complicated in their head. Like, they're like, are you going, you know, because they've got all these messages like, you won't love me, I'll be alone, I'll be really boring, I'll be rejected, because that's what we get told. Like, yeah. alcohol is the place of social kind of engagement. So it's terrifying. So just keeping that kind of like, because what happened to me was like, oh, I'm really proud, rah, 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 you know, and then I go to a party and someone would like, you know, come in for me. It was like, well, why aren't you drinking? And then I'd be like, uh, because I don't really want to. And they're like, but just have one. And I'd be like, well, yeah. um, it's because I got depression. And they'd be like, yeah, but you can still have some cider. That's not strong. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I had lots, I've got PTSD, you know, and then I'm telling like my whole story to someone that's quite random at a party because I feel like attacked and I want that's them to start. I'm just like I'm not drinking give it a fucking rest yeah stop stop Uh, you're not me I'm not you I think like we like a good technique which was a friend of ours um she's another coach and she uses a traffic light system so it's like in your life you've got you know your green people who are your super super buddies that they'll love you whatever and those are the people that you can be really honest with and then you have the red people that are like they'll never get it like they'll never get it and they'll always kind of question you so them you just don't tell them anything you keep it really kind of bland and then you have the orange people where it's like okay I want them to be part of this but I'm not quite sure and we always sort of say at the beginning just keep them in the red you know and then when you feel stronger a couple of months later then you can come out and be like you know what like actually it was a bit of a problem for me or you know I just don't enjoy it anymore and I, I want to stop but it's just that thing of really protecting yourself because you're super vulnerable at the beginning. It's just, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's like, everyone's yeah. going to reject me and I'll never have any friends anymore. And then you go to a party and everyone's like, come on, you're really boring. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. We've got quite a few people. I mean, I've, I know quite a few people that don't drink. And I mean, in our, in our circle, mine and Amy's, there's another lady who doesn't drink. And I, 
And it's just like, it's just like, it's like the people that are vegans or the people that eat meat or the people that, you know, are wheat intolerant are the, and then the people that don't drink. They're all kind of, we're all, we're all something, but it doesn't actually mean anything. No. It doesn't yeah, we're getting your, there. I mean, it doesn't affect you yeah. as a person. Yeah. I think that's the really important thing to really hammer home to people is that it's, it is you as an individual. It's how you feel. And, yeah, you shouldn't be made to feel guilty. But then it's, it's more acceptable when you're older as well. Like, now we're older yeah. and people don't care as much. And we're not going out as much as we did when we were in our 20s or 30s. But I think when you're younger, it's definitely more of an issue. Yeah. And, and I, if people take it personally. Like, if I said, oh, I'm not going to drink tonight, my mates were like, but why? Like, I was offending yeah. them. And it's like, it's nothing to do with you. Yeah. I'm still going to have a nice time. I mean, and that's something we kind of advise, which is kind of a weird thing, but this is just the way it is at the moment. But it is kind of, you need, there is a bit of reassurance for other people. You know, like with my husband, I had to just be like, look, you know, you can do what you want. This yeah. isn't about you. This yeah. is just about yeah. what I need to do. And that's really kind of hard because you're re you really need support and people to be like this is great and you're the one kind of reassuring everyone like the same with my family like it's fine you can drink it's fine you know don't worry like I'll just panic in the corner um yeah. but th there is part of that but it's changing it's changed so much like in the last seven years like club soda yeah. does amazing work in England like um for the younger people like Millie Sober Girl Society she's making it super accessible for young people you know um she's got like a hundred thousand followers you know and she's a yeah, sober she's a girl. bit like a cult though I look at it it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit cultish <laughs> I mean like I mean, I mean you know it it's it's great and it it is I think it is for young people it is important to have something that they can they can relate to because yeah, that's it. we're it's not, got to be we're not in their world. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, yeah. I mean it's a to and she gets quite a lot of flack and I always sort of stick up she for does. her because because <laughs> it's Who like it? sorry. Um her name's Millie Gooch. It's called yeah. Sober Girl Society. Okay. Um because it's like oh, you know, you're making it really aspirational or like but it's like she's living she's marketing to that yeah. age group of like yeah, they want is. that they want idols they want people to look up to they yeah, want that totally. sparkle you know and I think she's doing amazing work because like my daughter who's 12 you know she has a little sober girl society badge she might be sober she might not be she's like on the fence right now but at least she yeah. has a choice in her head you know that's yeah, been yeah. such a huge thing it's like yeah. I don't care what anyone does but just like allow people to have a choice I and think so. Yeah, yeah you know. definitely. So. Definitely. I think about that actually because I've I've got two girls and my, my family are all very big drinkers. Like it is just part of their everyday. They'll drink wine, but so I obviously grew up with my parents getting drunk. But my girls won't have that mm. with me. And I did think, I wonder if that'll affect. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm completely expecting them to go out and get drunk as teenagers because that's what teenagers do. But I did wonder if that will have an effect on how they view alcohol and their relationship with alcohol the fact that but they've the, got so but long. they've but they've in your unit in your family unit they have grandma and granddad and aunties who drink a yeah. lot so although you <laughs> yeah. don't drink although you don't drink which is obviously a positive influence on how they view their mum and i guess all the things that you do because you're not hungover but they they're very used yes. to seeing people drink, so actually, yeah, they might they just, might be a bit more option. responsible. 
they might be a bit well, more yeah. responsible about how they tackle that kind of yeah you know. and we'll do like if we're watching stuff on telly or whatever and you know they'll have really bad hangovers or be embarrassing i'll be like see that's why i don't drink yeah <laughs> and they're like oh okay yeah it's but not that i don't want them to yeah i mean it's just again it, yeah, yeah it's just like it's just <clears throat> like having choice isn't it it's just like you yes. know yeah having the conversation I never had a conversation I just it was never an option not to drink it was just like yeah. I mean I've been I started drinking when I was 14 like quite a yeah. lot of you know British teenagers um in the park like yeah. until we were old enough white, to get what in, was it white lightning white lightning, yeah. white lightning 2020 yeah. dog. until oh, we were old oh, enough oh, to get in the oh. pub when we were about 16 do you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fake yeah. id so it's yeah. just it was yeah. never and and actually that's something that's like I was doing a course about addiction and and you know because I'm quite interested in working with young people um and I had no idea that I think it's before the age of 22 that the brain is still forming and it's very malleable. So, yeah. like, if yeah. you drink when you're younger, before the age of 22, you're much more likely to have dependency issues when you're older because your brain is actually, you know, still forming and soft. So yeah. it gets damaged a lot more. So it's like yeah. that thing, in, you know, that we have, it's like, oh, it's fine for teenagers. It's like, well, it's actually not you know it's actually really I've bad for their alcohol. brain development i hated alcohol when i was younger absolutely i thought it was disgusting like you know i when my mum used to drink red wine uh, it was horrible i think the only thing that i can remember drinking um was oh god i can't even remember what it was dry martini and lemonade or something that was like as, oh. as strong as it would go because it was so weak um, and it wasn't until I went to university that she started drinking. And even then, it was just not really masses. And it just kind of, mine was beyond that. But yeah, when, in my younger years... Well, there we I go, you know, that, 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 that might have, you know, why you yeah. are in... Have a different relationship with alcohol now yeah. than perhaps I do. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like... I, I don't was... actually like some of the taste of alcohol. Yeah. Like people, people <laughs> like the taste. I don't actually like it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we had this like conversation. Brandy. Yeah, because people were like, you know, we have this concept of like normal drinkers, like normies. Normies drink a little bit. You know, I'd say you're a normie, right? Like she drinks a little bit. And then I did think that the other day. I was just like, maybe like normies just don't like alcohol, you know, and that's why yeah. they don't drink because I loved it. Like it was like yeah. my favourite thing in the world. I mean, I loved all drugs and smoking. It was all, all of it yeah. was on yeah. my plate. Like give it to me. I just couldn't afford a lot of it that often. I've only um, just started liking gin. Yeah. Like I hated oh, I gin. gin. I hated it. And then my sister has got this. She loves gin. And um, I then... I can, I can take I could take a bit of gin, but I can't take a lot of it. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah, like, I think people who really love the taste of alcohol, then it would be a bit of a problem, I think. I think then I'd I loved have a, a nice glass problem. of wine. Yeah. Did you? Champagne, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Do I miss... did like alcohol. But So how long have you been sober now? You've been a, a year and a bit, isn't it? A year and a bit, yeah. It was a year in June. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, well I don't. Done. I really, honestly, do not miss it because I had um, after I had my second daughter, I had like really bad eczema and rosacea, mm. and it was all linked to the alcohol. Just made me flush like really, really extreme. And when I think about drinking now, my face—I can feel my face, my cheeks, 
Like it, I think I'd always had a bad time with alcohol and then everything that happened after I had my second daughter, I just think so much had happened, I've just flicked a switch in yeah. my mind. I think that might have been all the drugs you took, Amy. <laughs> Maybe all the drugs I took, yeah, as well. <laughs> but see, I'd still take drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just as I still want to drink. Exactly. So <laughs> are, do... your, um, are your, the people that in your community, are they kind of a mix of British and French? Is it... Is it There's quite? A, is it? We've got no worldwide. French actually. Yeah, no, mostly no, 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 no French. Um, there's quite a long French way to go. Is. Sort of opening up the conversations yeah. about drinking in France. It's still very closed. <laughs> yeah. um, very cultural. But do they have as bad a relationship as we? Because British have got. We've got a particularly bad relationship with alcohol, haven't we? Because it's. We just binge drink. Yeah, I mean it's different. I mean they lifestyle there. That's yeah, it. it's, it's all it, around. Yeah, that's very much kind of that. It, it progresses yeah. to that daily, all day drinking. Mm. That's where they go. They don't tend to binge, but it just grows in kind yeah. of frequency. Um, we have um, quite a few Americans, Canadians, quite a lot of Irish um, in our oh. community. Um, we have quite a lot of Brits, um, some Australians. Yeah, all around the world, really. Yeah. Okay. So it's mainly people that live listen to the podcast and then they yeah. they join in. So yeah, well, we'll we... make sure that we send out your podcast details and yeah, definitely. It, so you said about a secret Facebook um, community. So if somebody is thinking about joining like-minded women, yeah. how would they connect to you? Would, would yeah, we, so it's on the we... website. So they can right, they okay. uh, they just click through on the community page yeah. and then and then we can okay. we can um, we keep we try to keep it small. So it's got a seven pound a month admin. Um, yeah. because we used to have an open group and then you just get loads of people from all over, you know, people that yeah. got, they're in like 60 kind of different groups. And so I, I we really <laughs> want to keep it small and, and protected yes. and yeah. safe. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know, I know every single person, there's about 300 women, but I know all of them like by yeah. name and I know who yeah. they are. So um, a lot of them are friends of ours that kind of joined at the beginning and then we kind of opened it up. And so... And we do, we have a, a meeting on a Wednesday night. So we sit around in our PJs and have a chat <laughs> over Zoom um, with the, the community. And it's just that. It's yeah. like you just need people to be like, oh, man, like they don't get it. Or I feel really shit. Or this is really yeah. hard. Or my kids are driving me nuts and I can't get any space. Like, please help me. So it's like, well, jump in the bath, you know, do this, go for a run, buy a dog, whatever, you know. Like, so it's that kind of. Um, pets are really helpful in sobriety, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you don't feel alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got then you've got more yeah. work on your hands, haven't That's you? That's true. Nobody else is going to do it. You're doing it. Get a oh, Em's got a cat. Em's got a cat. Got a cat. Yeah. Cats are alright though. They're, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, have to move her every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got kids. So, how old are your kids? Um, my daughter is fourteen. My son's twelve. Yeah. Oh, wicked! So, Wonderful. Are they French? They're both pretty much yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So they were they born? Oh yeah, because you've been there. So they were yeah. Born so there. they, I, yeah. I was pregnant with my daughter when we moved. So I was like three months pregnant. So she was. Yeah. They were both born here. So they both speak both languages. Oh um, wow, that's lovely. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They're so lucky. are you there now? That's it. Or do you think you might come back here? Yeah, I mean, I've been quite homesick recently, obviously, because of COVID and stuff. Like, mum and dad of live course, in London, yeah. they live in Tooting, and I haven't been back um, home since um, February. So that's quite tough. Okay, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, life in France is pretty 
nice to be honest we get a lot of holidays yeah, and, and you, you know, get yeah. a lot of nice weather yeah i thought you were gonna say nice wine then i was like yeah no, that's yeah. Not the <laughs> yeah. no no, no. you like the weather in yeah, france we is so much warmer no yeah. i'm not that i'm not that much of a cunt i'm a cunt <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, i've got boundaries yeah. i was like i said to amy before we went on i hope this uh, i hope mandy's got a sense of humor she, and amy said i think she has i was like oh god <laughs> that would be a fucking nightmare if she hasn't when she hears yeah. me she'll be like oh god what have I get myself in for <laughs> no and I, I mean I love it and thanks for having me on because it's great to be thanks able to just on. chat and not um you know and ask those questions because people will be aren't, aren't in their head yeah. they'll be going but you know but god like everyone's just gonna reject me and it's really nice to hear someone that is a drinker say do you know what i'm not like i don't care like that's really helpful too so it's really nice to have because i think in sober circles we stick together a lot so it's nice to have people that are drinkers go do you know what i don't care and it's like yeah no because we uh, on saturday um i've got a friend tembi who's a drinker and i'm a drinker so um and amy was with us and I went to the shop and I said to my friend Tembi, so what do you want to drink? She said, oh, I'll get gin. And then I said to Amy straight away, what do you want? Coke, Coke Zero, what do you want? It was, I think it's just become normal. It's normal. It's, it's yeah. that's, that's who Amy is. And, and that's who Amy will always be. And that's the same as the other friends that I've got who are non-drinkers. Yeah. And I think that's really, I think... I think maybe from this conversation, I do take the piss out of Amy and she does take it on the chin, bless her. And I don't think I'll ever stop that. But I will probably take my time with that because I think it's important to encourage her to continue. Because she, she, I think, I think a little bit of Amy's problems are control as well. So she tries really hard and I think that it's a good thing. It's a good thing not to drink. It is a good but thing. This- the weirdest thing because I get a lot of people saying how have you done it how have you done it but I don't know how I've done it Mm. I'm not it's not an effort for me because somewhere in my brain I've decided that this is the right choice and I feel so much better she needs to give up sugar I need to give up sugar I'm I'm a single mum I have anxiety when I'm hungover I can't deal with my kids when I'm hungover I really enjoy going to the gym now. I wouldn't have... There's so many negatives if I was drinking and there's so many positives for not drinking. For me, it's not a big thing because I'm better off not doing it. She yeah, still can't I remember anything. It's not an effort. <laughs> yeah. She can't no, remember I, a fucking I, thing. I still fall I over all the time. Thing. So I was used to blame that yeah, on my drinking. They call me Bambi. <laughs> because usually every time I drink, I just, I've got a problem with my legs. They just don't stand up properly. Yeah. But I think that's the, the absolute key, what you said, is like when you can... Because, you know, a lot of people go in with this kind of willpower and it's like it's like being on a diet, right? When you're like, right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And that's really hard. And at some point that willpower muscle is going to, you know, yeah. get tired and you've got all the other things going on. Like, yeah. I'm not going to phone my ex. I'm not going to, you know, yeah. watch Netflix at night. I'm not going to do I'm this. I'm not going to eat ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so at some point you're go- that's going to give. And, you know, and if you've had a relationship with alcohol, then it's going to be really easy just to fall back into that habit. But when you start to think yeah. about all the benefits and you can really see like, oh my God, yeah. I'm getting to do this. Like, I'm not tired. I'm not doing this. And that's what the books kind of try trying to do is just be like this can be a really really good positive choice for you and like 
yeah patience with their kids I'm so much more patient with my kids mm. now like I've got loads more energy I'm more fun randomly because I was so in yeah. control of my trying to not drink drink not drink 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 and all that's gone and now I'm just like can be really silly because yeah. I'm not trying to prove yeah. something all the time yeah um, and when you can get that and that make that flip and just like why would I you know that's the yeah. golden sweet spot you're like why yeah. why would I when I've it's provided all this sort of great stuff and I don't have to do all that really horrible yeah. stuff like yeah. peeking in the toilet which is just well you're just living your life aren't yeah. you you're just absolutely living your life like yeah it's not it's like you know it's no big no biggie anymore yeah yeah, yeah. and I think we do put a lot of it's like an elastic band isn't it you keep pulling keep pulling keep pulling it sometimes it's going to just fucking burst yeah and then that's it and then you know you're gonna have lost it yeah and, and that's what's that... happened to a lot of people in covid yeah. i think you know because yes. it's like a lot of people i'm so glad heaps on, heaps on. On. yeah because i would have i would have been awful if i'd have been, drinking, been awful COVID. yeah and that's it I, that gives me goosebumps because i you know you, i know that too it's like i'm so yeah. glad i'm not drinking through yeah. covid i've survived yeah well done i've survived <laughs> but you I've can survived. you're all right yeah i know I but wish I don't. I, could, I wish I could just have one. But I, I don't. I yeah, I definitely don't go to excess. Yeah. At all, yeah. and I, I never want to because I do. I do know friends who, who drink a lot, and it and it worries me for them. So yeah. I'm on kind of your yeah. side on that. It it worries me because I just think you just don't know what might happen, mm. and and it's not to say it's gonna happen. Because in my situation, I I honestly believe, and this is quite weird, I do think my alcohol, what I drank, quite possibly could have, have been a linked cancer. Mm. It's the only explainable thing that could make rational sense to me. Nothing mm. else makes sense. So yeah, I, I do, I'm very careful about my drinking. Yeah. And I think, you know, may, maybe in the future it might be that I, I don't drink. Mm. it might be yeah. it might be that and that's a good thing yeah and I mean there yeah. was like there's been some really dodgy kind of campaigns by alcohol brands for breast cancer awareness yeah, week and stuff like that and that's just so messed up yeah because um, it is um, my dad's the same he's you know he had bowel cancer yeah um, and so his drinking's changed because he yeah. I mean you've got a reason you know there's something yeah. there's, there's, there's kind of a motivation there to be you know so that's what bit more measured about yeah. it yeah. yeah and I think Your if you've never I think if you've never crossed over to a dependence or you've ever never had like that toxic relationship then you can pull yourself back but I think what people hear quite often if they are in that kind of dependence it's all a bit gray and not very pleasant yeah. as soon as they hear someone that can moderate they're like oh that must be me and it's like when it's soured it's soured it's just you're done and yeah. you will benefit from being sober all the time because it's just yeah. that constant head fuck of like shall I shan't I shall I shan't I no I won't oh I did oh now I feel shit about myself it's just so like depressing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. hard on your self-worth it's like I'm gonna do this oh I didn't you know and I can't believe I said that to that person yeah. uh, you know and when you can free yourself from all that and just it not be in your vicinity anymore and it's gone it's yeah. like that's yeah great <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah at least at least amy's not gonna do a lap dance drunk is she <laughs> yeah exactly that's, like, that's a plus point isn't it thanks so much Mandy, oh, yeah, for coming on. yeah and we'll post uh, it's love sober love sober yeah 
What's yeah. the book called, Amy? Yeah, we post everything. Love What's... yourself sober. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Mandy. Yeah, thanks, pleasure. Mandy. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. bye. Yo! <laughs> yo! 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 We're like professionals now, aren't we? We're not kids? drunk. We're no. sober. I haven't been drunk for over a year. That's amazing, isn't it? I haven't been drunk for over 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but with me. I'd have one drink and I'd be drunk. Do you know what I mean? So it was always, like, I'm just a massive lightweight. And that's why it probably affects my skin and stuff so much, because I've just got yeah my blood oh, vessels are too... my gosh. I'm just what, looking outside and it's absolutely throwing it down. Uh, this is what happened last Friday as yeah, well. Yeah, it is. It's um, Friday <clears> rain. It's Friday um, rain. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed talking to her, because it's, for me... Personally, I've not felt like I've needed to be supported in what I'm doing because I'm doing it because I want to do it and I've really not found it hard because I just think I got to... It's, this has been 15 to 20 years in the making. Do you know what I mean? Like I've I felt for a long time yeah. that I needed to stop. So I've, I thank God I have just found it quite easy and I don't, I don't feel like I need to talk to people about it because I'm doing it and I'm all right. But I can remember how hard it was when I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I think I would have really benefited from yes. Yeah. And know. actually I've um a couple of people have talked to me about, you know, alcohol drinking and I have talked about you and your journey and I have said, you know, if you need like some like help or if you need somebody to talk to, like I can hook you up with Amy. Yeah, I'm, because I'm it, always happy to because talk I think about sometimes it. it's it's like it's if you know a person that's given up alcohol and they've they've managed to change their life for you know in a good way mm. then i think that's a that's that's a good way to look at it and it's good yeah. for people to understand that because yeah. sometimes it's like the change is so hard yeah you can't imagine you can't imagine life without alcohol and going no. out and drinking so it's i suppose it's good to know that it actually it, well, it can happen. And you can feel so much better for yeah. it. Yeah. And, and there, are, there are lots of people out there who don't use alcohol in a, you know, in a kind of, in a cool situation where it's a crisis moment and they're just drinking yeah. all the time. There are people out, I'm, I'm quite measured about my alcohol intake, but I would like to do a length of time without alcohol. I would like to do that. Well, you do it. Yeah. No, I know. No, there is engagements. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's always a reason. But you know, what was that? I don't know. But um, was that your dick pics again? Um, that's yeah. it. Enjoy it. Enjoy, yeah, and get in touch if there's anything you want to chat about. Um, love so. If you just, they're on Instagram. Um, but we'll, po we'll post it out. Sober, yeah, but we'll, we'll post it out. But if you just look for love sober. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll enjoy and see you next week. Work. Bye. Bye. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.